back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey. Casey, Happy New Year. Here we are, first pod of 2022. Doing all right, Marlo. Good to be here. Good to talk to you in 2022. Uh, actually... It's kind of funny. I had to schedule a, an appointment. I had a doctor's appointment, and I scheduled next year's check-in checkup. So it was really weird to schedule something in 2023. Not that I'm already You're looking already ahead. There. You're already not there. You're already not already not that I'm looking ahead, but it was just kind of a oh yeah, it's 2022, and I, next year's 2023 was kind of weird. But uh, good New Year's celebration, I think. Uh, nice and low key, bang the pots and pans here at about 9:30. Uh, uh, so then tried to get the kids to bed. Uh, Somewhat successfully, uh, somewhat not, uh, and watch a lot of football. How about you? How are you? Hi, I'm well. Um, yeah, I was saying I made it. I, I, I will report that I did make it to midnight. Um, that, that was silly, but I did it. And yeah, I'm here. A lot of football that we're, we're going to we're going to talk about um, the big the, the big bowl games and the playoffs. Uh, that was kind of fun, sort of. Ups and mm. downs. Mm. That is ups and downs. Sure. Okay. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was a good weekend, and it was a good New Year's, and I'm uh, ready to get after it. All right. Well, let's get after it then, starting with uh, our Badgers, and we'll start with football. Uh, Badgers beat Arizona State in the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl. I went through the game without learning what SRS Distribution actually does, so... <laughs> feel a little proud of myself there. Uh, but they win the Las Vegas Bowl 22-13. Uh, I guess, how would, how would you say, uh, describe the victory, Marlo, in a, a sentence or whatever? Um, it, was, uh, it was a season in a nutshell. It was okay. a season in a, in a nutshell. Interesting. Uh, I, I think they survived to hold yeah. on. Uh, but season in a nutshell, I think, makes total sense. I, I kind of, another way to put it, uh, I have is a tale of two halves. Yeah. <laughs> First half, uh, they looked, the offense looked creative. It looked uh, effective, obviously scoring, um, what, on four possessions, four or five possessions, I think, in the first half it was, uh, and leading 20 to six at halftime. Uh, second half, offense looked unimaginative and boring. <laughs> and, uh, I think my dad texted me, how many times can we run to the between the tackles? Because uh, <laughs> it felt like we did that every play in the yeah. second half, resulting in zero points. Yeah, it, it was a uh, it was fun, and that's what I mean. It was a fun. It was a fun first half uh, with with Allen just kind of you know having having big chunk plays, defense flying around, making turnovers happen, uh, and then. Like you said, when we came out in the second half, it was like, all right, let's forget it. Let's pack it in. We got this. Uh, we scored our 20 points. We're good. Um, the fact that we did not score at all in the second half, I mean, if this was midseason, I'd be really worried, but it's not because it's the last game of the season and we won. Um, so there, there was that. And, you know, I, the feeling, feeling really good, it's one of those games, and it was really familiar, just feeling really good or going up in half and then having a scare and quite possibly could have lost that game, very easily could have lost that game, um, a game that we were controlling mm-hmm. um, for, for most of it. But, yeah, come out with the victory. Tale of two halves is a good way to put it. Yeah. I, I don't know if I would... I don't know if I'd say very easily could have uh, lost it, but it, it did get a little worrying. It did get a little worrying kind of in the early fourth quarter when we just weren't were getting points. Uh, but the defense... Before we talk about the defense, I guess. Uh, yeah. The defense held on, uh, and we had a final drive of the ages. Yes. The final drive lasted just under 10 minutes, 9 minutes, 57 seconds, and ended with a tr- technically with a turnover on downs <laughs> on the last play, uh, which was just... Super Wisconsin. Yeah, about as Wisconsin drive as you can get, uh, 9.57. That is an insane number. Uh, and it did, it did, I guess, a little bit feel like... Man, if we give them the ball back, I, I just kind of had maybe the worries of they can, they're going to tie this up, aren't they? Like we're going to find a way uh, to to piss this game away, and and we didn't, and we didn't. Thank goodness on that final drive, um, and we didn't because the defense. Again, I, I keep having this thinking back to it now as as the emotions kind of come back to me. Uh, 
did enough to hang on, but really they controlled the game. Yes. Uh, as our offense sputtered in the second half, the defense uh, continued to play well. Um, and for stretches there, it was very worrying with the running quarterback. Yeah, I think that's the that was like the only worrying point. Um, that was that was the offense up to one point, right? Everything was covered. Everything was that we couldn't couldn't necessarily keep him in the pocket to sag him. But he was the I forget his name, so excuse me, Mister Daniels. Daniels. Um, but he was able to convert first downs with his legs, which kept drives alive um, and, ke- and kept the ball moving. Um, and so that you know that was frustrating. It seemed like we were right there every time like a half a half a tick mm-hmm. away uh, from getting off the field or having to take away from a from big loss and then Daniels would find his way and squeeze out of there to to extend the drive but you know besides that it was all good yeah uh looking at the, the stat sheet he finished with only 40 yards rushing it felt like a lot more than that although I suppose sacks do sacks go against that is that how it works in college I can't yeah. remember I think okay so, so yeah. Felt like a lot more. There were a couple, as you mentioned, th- long third downs where he was just able to escape and convert the first downs. Uh, there was the one play where he was getting tackled and he just chucked it up and for like a 30-yard pass because somehow uh, the wide receiver still caught it. There was a couple. That's when I was like, oh, no. <laughs> is this really, really going to happen? Uh, but the defense I was able to get to him those six times, uh, as I mentioned, and they forced just the one turnover. Uh, on the first drive, uh, but I think overall controlled the game. And you mentioned earlier on the offensive end, Braylon Allen, uh, a workhorse day, 29 carries, 159 yards, uh, did not see the end zone. Um, again, kind of not scoring in the second half <laughs> uh, might uh, have led to that, but uh, a really good game by him. Chunk plays. He definitely seemed a little bit fresher after the time off uh, than we kind of saw him last against Minnesota. Yes, yeah, for sure. A little time, a little time, a little rest. Uh, definitely, definitely made the difference, or you could tell the difference. A little more spry in that step of his. Yeah. Uh, all right. Last one, Graham Mertz. I think season in a nutshell would describe his performance in this game. Uh, at times, looked really good. At times, uh, like the interception. Just what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Finding a wide-open Jake Ferguson for uh, his only throwing touchdown, uh, which was, a, again, a, a great play call, Jake Ferguson uh, in space. Although he got, got hurt, what, was that early second half? Yeah. When did, when did Jake go down? Um, uh, that seemed to – I think that was one of the main reasons why the offense might have kind of gone into just run between <laughs> the tackles. Uh, but uh, they definitely missed him. Uh, he had led the way with three receptions, 33 yards, and the one touchdown. Uh, but just a, a frustrating performance for Mertz. Uh, I guess frustrating maybe isn't – is frustrating the right word? It was 11 for 1,537 yards. And the reason I think it's frustrating, or why I use frustrating, maybe you'll agree or disagree, is it feels like there's more there, and he just can't unlock it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, when we talk about going back to the drive, like the third down completion, especially that the big one, the third 12, I believe it was, to Dyke, mm-hmm. um, where he stands in the pocket, gets smashed, but completes a, you know, completes a dime to him to, to keep that drive going. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, yeah, there was their moments, the, the first couple of drives in the, in the game. And, you know, it's like, um, you just want him, to, I mean, as a fan, it's like, all right. Well, Though, like I don't, I feel like I hold on to those more than a lot of people hold on to the bad, you know. Yeah, maybe hold on to the bad, but it's. I think that's that that potential of it's there. Like, can we just put it all together, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 have see more and and do more and be able to be more creative and all that. So, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, as a uh, season stats, he finished uh, the year. 10 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 60% completion. Uh, in comparison to his freshman year, 9 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, 61% completion. So not the kind of growth you're expecting. I guess we'll give it another another year, but he will be missing one of the offensive coaches, or we'll have a new uh, coach around maybe uh, with Joe Rudolph moving on. I guess I was trying to transition there. I wanted, Before I did that, I should have seen if you had anything else to add to the uh, – Las Vegas Bowl coverage. Uh, no, Vegas Bowl. It was good. It looked pretty. It looked, yeah, it was good. I have nothing left. 
okay. <laughs> Badgers, Badgers, I think, are they're on either six and one or seven and one on in bowl games under Paul Christ, uh, which is pretty impressive. And um, yeah, it, fe- it just feels good to end the season with a victory, with the bowl victory. And uh, I don't know. Every time Badgers win one of these, I'm always reminded how fun bowls are because it, you're kind of your own little champion, right? <laughs> yeah, the champion. Yeah. Whenever you know, afterwards seeing like the Las Vegas Bulls champion, I, I chuckled every time. Like, oh, yeah, they the champions. It. They did it. I just, <laughs> I remember when I went to my first bowl, it was the Outback Bowl, and uh, thought it, like, I felt like a champion after the Badgers won. Like, I, it, it really felt like that to me. Uh, so I tried to hold on to that in, in these bowl games. Uh, at least I celebrated like we did. Just kidding. I hopped on a plane right away. <laughs> <laughs> It was a poorly planned trip. Next time. Uh, all right. Uh, now to the transition to Joe Rudolph. <laughs> Leaving uh, Joe Rudolph going to Virginia Tech. Uh, joining the coaching staff, I guess his role wasn't hasn't been announced at least yet, or at least that I found. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people were kind of clamoring for some change. Uh, so this might be good news to those people who were clamoring. Um but uh, now, so <laughs> how was I going to say that? Uh, good news to those people clamoring now uh, will be a move that the Badgers have to make as Joe Rudolph goes to Virginia Tech. Yeah, I, I, this is, I mean, yeah, it, it doesn't seem all that surprising. I think the only thing is, you know, this has been Chris Guy for a while. Um, yeah. He's been, he's been with them, so it's kind of that first kind of, I, I don't want to say crack in loyalty, but going away, going away from, from what you know. Uh, so we'll be interested to see what, what replaces, you know, replaces them. Obviously, good luck at Virginia Tech, whatever you do in your uh, mm-hmm. future endeavors. Uh, but talking for the Badgers, it'll be interesting to see what replaces is who replaces it and, like, what, uh, what kind of changes that will bring, if any. Or we're yeah. just going to get another yes man. Yeah. Yeah, definitely opportunity for some change. Uh, I think the Badgers will miss him most. Uh, obviously, he was the offensive line coach, but uh, as that has kind of been the bread and the butter of the program, uh, for the past how many years, that's been Joe Rudolph coaching and recruiting uh, that those positions. So that will be something to watch and see how that uh, goes going forward. All right, that is it for football. Anything else football related? Um, no, that's good. All right, it's let's wrap. All right, wrap on the twenty twenty one season yep. uh, for the nine and four, ten and four, nine, nine and, four, and four, Wisconsin nine. Badgers. All right. On to basketball. Uh, We only had one game since our last pod, Marlo, and that was a overtime thriller. (laughs) Wisconsin against the Illinois State Redbirds. And when I first wrote this, I couldn't even remember uh, the name of Illinois State. I I just blocked it out, I guess. (laughs) And I had to to look it up uh, because normally I try to go through this off of memory first. Uh, But they survive. Uh, A thriller, as I said. 89 to 85, Marlo. How did this game take overtime? <laughs> um, what did you say? They were 17-point favorites, something like that? Yeah, 17.5-point favorites going in. I don't know because apparently this was the – it was. I didn't get to watch it. Okay, yeah. yeah. It was on ESPN – I mean, it was on BTN Plus or whatever, whatever this – Thing, they make you pay a ridiculous amount for yeah um so i wasn't gonna do that also was illinois state a 17 point favorite like okay i'll you know i'll figure it out later watch some highlights um and this was one of those games where i'm where i kind of tune in via like an app and check mm-hmm. the score and they were up 20 <laughs> and then i go back and check the score later and it's like what the hell is going on um where's the tv and how do i get espn or B- btn jesus how do i get btn plus uh, so I can start yelling at a television, which I wasn't able to. Oh, man. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think I'll, if you would have just, you. like, wandered around and just started yelling at a TV, even though the game wasn't on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just refresh and yell at the TV. That's the, that's the <laughs> Why are you yelling at a blank TV? It's not even on. <laughs> um, but this is, I don't know, man. Um, it let up. A big lead mm-hmm. to to said Redbirds. I know they were coming off of. Obviously, they were coming off the uh, the two week COVID break. Um, had played. I think they had most of their players back. Am I not mistaken? 
from that though. Yeah. Um, so, and I think you know, like like we've been saying before, and Jai, I think Jai Davis said this in his post. However, it's like they need someone else to step up. Yeah. Um, I love that Johnny's able to say that out loud. <laughs> uh, but yeah, him and him, him and Brad. Well, not not so much today, but um, <laughs> or that game. But you know, Johnny was doing his thing, and they just need these kind of other people to step up around them. Yeah. Well. I, I don't know necessarily that this was the game to to say that uh, as him and Davison, uh, kind of the two leaders of the team, right? We're just yep. chucking up bricks this game. Johnny mm-hmm. Davis finished six of twenty three. Davison one of nine. Although Johnny Davis did get up to twenty points, and the guy who stepped up in this game was uh, Stephen Crawl. He had twenty one points on seven of eight field goals. So I think that. I mean, the negatives of this game, I, I think, are pretty glaring. Defense of intensity just was not there. I want to chalk it up to kind of getting their basketball legs back under them after a two-week break. Mm-hmm. I don't know how realistic that is, but that's the excuse I'm going to mentally run with. Um, but I think what this shows is, for the positive side for Crawl is his ability and to score and kind of create offense finishing uh, with 21 points, as I said, when he he's not just outsized and outmuscled. Because that wasn't the case in this game, and we saw in some of the other out-of-conference games. When he doesn't get pushed around, he can be effective. Um, that's not necessarily going to help as we get into Big Ten play uh, in this week, but I think it's a promising sign of, what, hey, when he gets a year in, a little bit of conditioning, uh, strength conditioning, that is, uh, a couple more meals could be a really <laughs> effective... A real effective uh, post player in yeah. in the Big Ten. So that's kind of the small uh, good news I'll take out of a game that the Badgers should have won easily but made a little more difficult for themselves. They were a little bit shorthanded uh, at, the, at the guard position. They really only went seven deep. So not everybody was back. But when you have Davis and Davison in there, um, you'd still think you should should run away with that game. But... All right, that was it on Illinois State. Although I did check to see uh, while we're talking here to uh, see how Illinois State's doing on the season. And after playing Wisconsin, they played the Wisconsin transfer team at Valpo. Oh, losing losing, losing to Valpo. Uh, Kevin King with uh, twelve points and uh, Anderson with fourteen. So there you go. There you go. Always, always checking on the schedules. In. Checking in on those guys. Always on the schedules. Always on the schedules. Speaking of schedules, next week, <laughs> <laughs> Badgers, uh, I, or this week, I guess, Badgers play Purdue. That game is going to be tonight uh, at Mackey Arena. Uh, and then on Thursday, they host Iowa. And then on Saturday, Sunday, excuse me, are at Maryland Marlowe. Um, tough game against the number three team. Purdue, we always struggle at Mackey Arena. What are your expectations or what are you looking for in the game against Purdue? And then we'll talk about Iowa and Maryland separately. Uh, this is a measuring stick game, right? Away at a top-ranked team. I mean, Purdue is good. I don't know if you've watched them um, any time this season, but, you know, they're they're a good basketball team. As they stand right now, they're probably, I mean, you never know the tournament's going to go, but I would, I would pencil them in as a Final Four team. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's a measuring stick game, especially on the road. Uh, what I want to see is a little bit of battle, uh, help from, you know, I want to see Davis do his thing against top competition, and I want to see players around him chip in and not just leave them on an island, right? Mm-hmm. Um, don't let this game get away. You know, if we could win, great. I just I was I just want to show that we can hang with with the top tier of the Big Ten. That is. I think where I'm at, I'm expecting a loss. Always tough, like I said, to play at Purdue. Yeah. Uh, and Purdue probably has the most, if not the most, one of the most balanced offensive attacks inside and out uh, in the country with uh, Jaden Ivey, uh, their leading scorer at guard, who's an incredible talent. And then, of course, they got the big white dude in the middle, Edie. And Travion Williams is, I feel like he's. I might just be mixing him up with someone else, but it feels like he's been there a while. But he's still there and a force at the forward position. So a real inside out, I think, is going to be a real struggle for our bigs to defend their bigs and our guards to stay in front of Jaden Ivey. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Just hang. 
Yeah. Just saying, be there, make it an interesting game, but my expectations are quite low. Um, then looking at Iowa and Maryland uh, on Thursday and Sunday, I think you said that this is a measuring stick as far as I think how good Wisconsin is against Purdue. And I think the Iowa and Maryland games are measuring sticks as far as what we can expect, Wisconsin, where we can expect Wisconsin to finish in the Big Ten. Because if they're a top, what, five, six team like we hope they can be, they got to win. They should win both of these games. If they're a middle team, they should split. And if they're kind of preseason projections where they were supposed to finish, they might struggle and lose both of these games. I think it's an important stretch, uh, these two games, because you're up against other teams that are about around, you know, where the Badgers or think they're around where the Badgers are. So we got to see if we want to compete for those top top half of the top, or higher end of the Big Ten, got to win both of these games, I think. Yeah, we got we to gotta walk away um, two of these three, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Going into into big play, obviously they're. I mean, we're gonna say this every night, right? We go into Big Ten play. These are tough games, yeah. um, but these are the games you gotta win if we want to compete in the Big Ten. Yeah, very nervous that we're gonna come back on next Sunday <laughs> and be very very sad about this basketball team. I'm very nervous about it. Very nervous. Very nervous. Yeah, the Sunday game should just be if we get back to a Sunday recording, be about when finishing up when we when we start recording all right that is it for wisconsin any other wisconsin things no it's cold it is cold it, it cold. snowed we didn't talk about it no we didn't. we didn't talk about it i know people that's why people come that's to people listen tune in they tune in to listen to badger breakdown uh well not breakdown us <laughs> we don't really break it down very well <laughs> tune in for that and weather breakdown. They want to know what the weather's like in, in Wisconsin. It's cold and snowy. Did you get much? We got about six inches, six or seven I didn't get, we get that much. We got a couple inches. Um, yeah, I got about like two, two or three inches. So half of what you got. Oh, that sounds a lot easier to shovel. Um, sure all right. Well, we'll talk more about it in the corner. Getting get a little oh, excuse the there. All right. <laughs> I got to get this myself <laughs> with the weather coverage. Um, all right. On to college football, Marlo. Uh, or... Yeah, on to college football, state in college, uh, semifinals. Not very close. No? <laughs> Not very close. I didn't even write down the score of the Alabama-Cincinnati game here. Yeah. Um, all right, 27-6. to six. There we go. Alabama defense clamps it down um, on Ritter and the Cincinnati offense. Uh, I guess, do you want to talk about the game or the narrative? first or the outside of the um well i don't know well go ahead talk about the narrative okay so i feel like the narrative is okay you know non-power conferences got their chance and they blew it and should never be mentioned again are you (laughs) buying into that or not i'm not in this case so i don't i think since the end score doesn't seem that way but if you watch that game right Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put my I'm a college football playoff person in the room. Game control. It was like, and especially compared to the next game, the Georgia Michigan game, which was also a blowout. But Cincinnati had more control of that game by by meaning like they weren't just they weren't just blown out of the water, right? Mm-hmm. They, they and they had you know they were down, so they went for it a couple of times on fourth when they were close and didn't put any points up, and that kind of plays into it, but. You know, it wasn't. I didn't see them as outmatched as that narrative would would just say. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yep. They think they came in, they played, they kept it close for for you know pretty much three quarters, um, for, for three quarters, and then it kind of it got away from them there. But yeah, I mean, Alabama has put some some spanking on on people. I mean, they blew the crap out of Georgia not long ago. We forget that much worse than they did Cincinnati. So, mm-hmm. um, I understand. That I get because like. Everyone wants to keep it a power five. I think Cincinnati meant to be there, and I think for the most part, you know, they didn't have the best game, but they showed that they belong like on the field with them. Yeah, and I saw a tweet that did this, but they went back and it, there's lots of blowouts in these semifinals. It happens yeah. quite often. Yeah. Uh, so to just like you to just hang it and say the Bearcats couldn't hang, I think is a, a disservice to how they played in this game and their season uh, and their season in general. 
Um, <clears throat> as far as like, I thought I had another point, but it escapes. <laughs> it escapes me. Uh, all right. <laughs> to uh, Georgia, Michigan, and <sighs> what the hell, man? I was very. Di- I'm trying. To- <laughs> Michigan hurt it? my. Michigan hurt my feelings in this. They just got crushed, and uh, I. I don't know how they just seemed unprepared for this game, and in a way that I I, I can't really fathom because 34 to 11 is closer than it actually felt. Kind of the reverse yes. of what you were saying of the of the uh, Alabama Cincinnati game. That was uh, that felt closer than the score was. This felt way less close than the score suggested. Uh, and I, I I thought Michigan was over the whole not showing up for a big game thing. They won two big games in a row, yep. uh, winning pretty decisively or convincingly in both of them. Ohio State was a little bit clo- was closer than the Big Ten championship game, but nonetheless. They handled that game pretty well and just reverted back to the old Michigan that doesn't show up for big games. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, to your point, it was from the get-go, out the bat, it just, Georgia just running all over Michigan and just Michigan looking like they, they, they were lost. They were just lost. Like they had never, they didn't know what was happening. They didn't know how to play football. Um which, like you said, was very surprising considering coming off the big Ohio State win, they seemed to be focused. This is what they were, you know, this is what they came for. This is what they're doing. And alas, it was not. It was not a game really fast. And it was disappointing. I mean, for t- when I was watching this for two reasons. One, it's like, all right, we'd already watched Alabama win, so now, like, Michigan's their only chance of not having a rematch. Mm-hmm. And that got blown up really, like, it was really evident really fast that wasn't going to happen. And two, like, big, like, as much as you hate to cheer for a Michigan team, I found myself cheering up just for, like, the Big Ten reasons. Mm-hmm. And also uh, so that we can at least watch Alabama beat someone else besides another SEC team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it, I was watching in, in the same way. And I was just surprised how they're bad their defense was because I, I haven't watched too much Georgia but obviously I watched the SEC championship game and they let Stetson Bennett just throw all over him he threw for 313 yards and it seemed easy and the defense just looked lost it was very very surprising from a Michigan team where you know you thought hey we can get pressure and, and make Stetson Bennett uncomfortable they did not do any of that and it was a very disappointing performance. And we got the rematch of Alabama-Georgia. So Alabama's probably going to win again. Great. Great. Super. All right. Uh, <laughs> do you like these games being on New Year's, New Year's Eve? Eve? I don't. Um, when I don't would know. you? I, I don't because like, you got the other games on New Year's Day. Yeah. I, wish so, they, I feel like they should switch, but I don't know. Um I guess it's fine because I think within the first year they had them later, and I thought that's yep. stupid. So now I think it's I think it's okay now that they're in like the earlier time slots. Mm-hmm. And I remember I remember thinking that I was like I felt like the last time this happened it was later, and that was annoying. But since they had them in the earlier ones, I think it was okay. Yeah, I think they did it late the first year, and like nobody watched. I mean, people <laughs> watched it, but it was like way lower. Uh, it, a lot of people. I saw complaining that it was on New Year's Eve. That's why I asked you. I, I don't. I don't care. I'm not doing anything anyway. It's like what, <laughs> it's not like I'm getting ready to go out or anything. It's like, yeah. This is this is a great thing to have on. Uh, and I, I get the like, hey, you know, oh, there's more games after it. But when New Year's Day came out, I was like, that's right. There's still like six more college football games today. This is awesome. Uh, so I thought it was. I thought it was great. I don't mind it on New Year's Eve at all um, because it's you know. A holiday, and like I said, I'm not going to be anywhere else, so I have no complaints about it. I just wish the games this year were better. Yeah, but but that happens. Um, all right, on to other bowl games. Uh, really, the only one I, I, I guess I really want to talk about is uh, the Rose Bowl. You see this? Sure. You heard of it? No, I've heard of it. <laughs> Granddaddy of them all. Uh, speaking of rooting for Big Ten teams, uh, oh, I had such a Great take if Utah would have because Utah jumped out to a huge lead, right? Were they up like yeah. 21 7 or something? Uh, they're up f- at least 14 0. And I was gonna make the joke that 
uh, based on what I've seen, Utah is the best team in the country because this would have been the third Utah game I've watched. <laughs> and they would have and they would have beat the shit out of Oregon twice and then Ohio yeah, State. They, yeah. And that would have been that would have been a great take. So I'm going to use it anyway, even <laughs> though it turns out they're not the best team in the country uh, because Ohio State threw all over them, came mm-hmm. back uh, and won 48-45, uh, which I think is the same exact score of the Tennessee-Purdue game, which was also amazing and crazy. Um, oh, it was crazy. It was a crazy game. I'm trying to look now. Yeah, 48-45. Wow, two games, 48-45. Uh, that one did need overtime. This one did not. Uh, it, <laughs> this game was insane. Um, C.J. Stroud finished with 573 yards. Uh, how do you... Uh, Smith and Jigba had... Uh, what, I just clicked off of it. 339, I think it was. 347 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, cover the guy. What the hell? Yeah. Did you see the the sad Wisconsin stat that was going around about that? What was the sad Wisconsin stat? Uh, he had was it 349 yards in that game. It was only 130 yeah. yards away. It was only 130 yards more than our leading receiver for the season. Oh uh, yeah, I did see that. <laughs> I did see that. We spread God. out the ball, Marlon. We spread out the ball. <laughs> That's right. We just spray it around. Spray it around. <laughs> That is a sad stat. That is yeah. a very sad stat, especially with uh, the two seniors coming back for this year. And it didn't really seem to to change anything because that was my excuse for last year when the offense struggled. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, this, I, speaking of cheering, we talked earlier about want cheering for Michigan for the Big Ten thing. And I was cheering for Ohio State for the Big Ten reason mm-hmm. uh, until they won. And then I immediately regretted it. <laughs> it sucked. Well, I think I think I, I think especially coming off the Michigan game, it was and the day the Big Ten was having. They were not having a good New Year's. Not day. a good day. Iowa um, sucks. I hate. I hate Iowa. Yeah, I was. I was. So I blew it. Um, someone else blew it, but yeah, they weren't having a good day. And I think it was like it was the last resort. And then they started to get blown out, and it was like, yeah. come on. I think. Yeah, 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 me, yeah. That's what kind of spiked it. If Big Ten had like a decent day, I probably would have started cheering against Ohio State from the get go. Yeah, Penn State was the team. They they just laid an egg against Arkansas, and that hurt my feelings too. Uh, <laughs> Iowa, <laughs> they started playing like run down the clock with like eight minutes left. Yeah, and it's like we still got a game here. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> running the clock, win the game. Uh, they did neither. Uh, they neither ran the clock nor won the game. Uh, anyway, back to the back to the Rose Bowl. Yeah, that, that <laughs> it does make sense that after that it was kind of like, come on, Big Ten, do something. You know, yeah. verbal me and poking the. Big Ten with the stick, I think. <laughs> Do something. Uh, crazy game. Uh, Utah, uh, I guess the... Just, I, I guess thinking of this game, their kick, they had the kick return for a touchdown. Their kick returner seems uh, very electric. Yeah. And their starting quarterback got hurt at some point. I, I forget when exactly in the second half it was. It was fourth quarter, I'm pretty sure. And their backup came in and led them down the field to tie the game, which was amazing. Yep. Of course, it didn't matter because they couldn't stop anybody. But <laughs> it was an yeah, awesome game. They scored too soon. It was it was exciting. It was a uh, every time I was like, "What the what was happening?" I scared to get scared to move from your seat because you might miss something. Yeah. Um, and just to think, like, didn't they? He had at least one. It was one touchdown was taken off the board. He fumbled before going in. Was there two? No, it was two touchdowns that were probably going to happen. Yeah. And that they got fumbled in Ohio State, so it could have been worse. It was just, it was wild. They got like. Weird missed tackles. What's the quarterback from Utah like just trying to run for four yards and ends up running 64 yard touchdown because um, he couldn't throw him out of bounds? Uh, just, that just was a great play. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, it was a great play. Yeah. Ah, oh, good stuff. Rose Bowl. And just because it was a Rose Bowl, they added a little bit a little bit to it, I think. As, there was uh, this Wisconsin sighting. Did you see that? Because the first half score was the highest first half scoring since Wisconsin, Oregon, 2012. 2012, 2020, 2012. <laughs> <laughs> I had a conversation with my kids. They were trying to say like 2028, and then like they kept thinking 2008, and it was just like a, was talking past each other. <laughs> just like, no, you're not. You, are you hearing what I'm saying? There? Like, no, I'm, I'm saying what's in my head. Uh, okay, I don't know. Uh, Pac 12 loses. Um, in the Rose Bowl, I, I just didn't want to think about that Oregon game. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a great game, but yeah, uh, I don't want to remember it. Uh, Pac-12 is now was 
Now, winless in 2022 in bowl games. They nice. were winless in 2021 in bowl games, and they oh. were winless in 2020 in bowl games. No way. <laughs> Doesn't that seem impossible? That seems totally impossible. That's wild. And I think I said that in the weirdest way possible, but I was trying to build up suspense. Yeah, um, yeah, you did it. All right, yes, fantastic. Uh, it seems impossible. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I know there's like the kind of narrative right out there that uh, the Pac-12 is not good at football. <laughs> <laughs> But it just seems really strange that kind of the truth actually lives up to it, and they're that bad that they haven't even accidentally won a bowl game. I mean, Kentucky won a bowl game this year. <laughs> Crazy. I don't want to pick on Kentucky. I mean, they, I should have should have made fun of Iowa instead. God, I'm so mad at Iowa. So frustrating. All right. Uh, and I don't know why. I don't know Maryland why. Maryland won a bowl game. How about that? There you go. They just annoy me <laughs> so much. Maryland won a bowl game. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Anything else on college football or other bowls that uh, we didn't accidentally no, bring up? You, you know, but speaking of conference alliance, and I, I don't think it means as much as it used to in like the BCS era. Um, yeah. But like the conference record and mm-hmm. the SEC was having a crap record until the playoffs, <laughs> and the Big Ten was having a pretty good one until New Year's Day. We still yeah. ended up with a funny one, but. I knew some way somehow they're going to try. The narrative was going to spin to make it to make it SEC not looking bad, and and I heard it, and I think it was I don't know if it was during the Rose Bowl or one of those games, but it was like they were saying something along the lines of like, oh well, SEC probably has more players that have opted out of said ro- of said games um, of the, the bowl games, so it probably reflects the record, but they have the they, and they win the ones that matter. And that's the stuff that pisses me off. <laughs> that's what pisses me off. Like, just you are what your record are. You are yeah. what your record is. Unless it's the SEC will always find a way to like justify why they're doing bad and pump them up when they're doing great. And that's that's just crap. That's crap. It's crap. It's crap. Yeah, and just kind of thinking of like the name brands that I said. I, mean, I guess this is Big Ten focus, but honestly, it was missing five starters that sat out. Michigan State's running back didn't play. Pitt's quarterback didn't play. Old Miss quarterback did play and got hurt. Did you hear that? How did you enjoy that whole argument? Oh, that was great. That was perfect time by Hurstry, huh? Um, yeah, the, I mean. The should they play, should they play thing. What an annoying argument. It's a, it's a dumb argument. If they want to play, they play. If they don't, yeah. they don't. Like, pff, yeah. whatever. <laughs> There's no right or wrong answer. It's an yeah. individual decision. I don't understand yeah. why people are so vested in one side or the other. It, it yeah. blows my mind. Um Oregon got beat by Oklahoma pretty bad. That looked bad. Yeah. Bob Stoops. Is he coming back? Oh, that's right. Bob Stoops coming <laughs> in, winning off. I'm just looking at scores now. This is probably going to be really good. Clemson, yeah. Iowa State bowl game. Uh, that had to be the most disappointing bowl game as far as like these two are two teams ranked in the top eight at the beginning of the season and they're playing in whatever the hell bowl they played in. <laughs> the Cheese It Bowl. Not one of the not one of the big ones. God, it just autoplayed. I hate ESPN. All right, that's it. College football. Let's move on to the NFL. Marlow, I'll go first. Packers smashed the Vikings on Sunday Night Football, thirty-seven to ten. I guess a little caveat: Kirk Cousins didn't play um, because he tested positive for coronavirus and is <laughs> no not way. vaccinated. No way. He tested um, positive. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, Which. Surprise! It took till week seventeen. I mean, True. that sounds really rude, but like, <laughs> you know, yeah, you probably would have thought it <laughs> would happen earlier. Uh, but uh, I guess the it happens when it counts. There they, you go, Kurt. They said something along the lines of like, imagine if this mattered to the Vikings, and it kind of did. I it think did. because it now did. they're eliminated. They were still in the hunt. They were still they were on, in, the, in hunt. the hunt. They were still now they're not. The now they're now it's yeah they're done. All right, so I don't. They didn't act like it, at least in the game, that it, that it mattered, and sh- they, you know, tried to build up Sean Mannion to be something he's not. Yeah. Uh, so I guess a little caveat there, but that doesn't take. I guess you can say, okay, holding them to ten points that might have been different because they did score a lot of points. Uh, the Vikings did when they played in Minnesota, but man, the offense looked amazing, and the Rodgers to Adams combo in this game, and the Sunday Night Crew Collinsworth really. You know, keyed in on that, and it was so fun to watch. And there was one play where uh, it was the back shoulder throw. Rodgers threw it to to Adams uh, 
on the right side or the far sideline. Uh, he does this nice uh, back shoulder throw, and Chris Collinsworth just kind of chuckled <laughs> as it happened because it was like one of those like these guys are on you know talking a different way or on the same page you know so well, yeah. uh, and that his little chuckle just just made me really happy. In that, it's the, in that uh, moment, it's the chuckle with the draw out, right? The <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, great. Aaron Rodgers, yeah, oh, to Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is uh, on pace uh, to set uh, more uh, Packer season records. Of course, we have the extra game um, this year, but he's on on pace to do that, and just a, a great offensive performance. Uh, the Packers get the number one seed. Marlo, they've now won uh, 13 games for the third straight season. They're the first team in the NFL history to do that. Uh, and I think Matt LaFleur has now he either tied or has more wins than George Seifert to – was it George Seifert? Whatever. Uh, Most wins for, uh, to start a <laughs> coaching career. Um, I would say this about Matt LaFleur. At some point, he's going to look real stupid doing his little pump-up-the-crowd chant every, hey. every third down. Um, maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but at some point he's gonna look stupid doing it. Uh, he's he was trying to pump down the crowd earlier in the game. I don't know if you saw <laughs> that. He was like, "Hey, calm it down, calm it down, guys." Um, a lot of talk about AJ Dillon in this game. He played well, uh, but a lot of quad references. I yeah, they like need those. to get over that. Okay, yeah, he's a football player. Like his big <laughs> legs. A- like get over it. <laughs> Like, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. But he named them, Marlo. He, they have names. Uh, he named No one else has done. Yeah. Jesus. Okay, never mind. That's everyone else. That's his fault. <laughs> it's Quadzilla and the Quadfather. I don't know which is which. Oh. I think we talked about this before. Super original, by the way. Super original names. They are. It's, Marlo, it's, it has quad in it because there's his quads. It's clever. It's not. I... <laughs> You you have clearly not been around gyms long enough to realize that is not original. I think most people would agree I've not been around gyms long enough. <laughs> I think um, would it be funny if one was like Quadzilla and the other one was like Larry? Yeah, it's like, like one's great. just like a normal like a normal human name or something. Yeah, <laughs> a, a quad thing. Uh, and he did show up. I don't know if it was post game or whatever, but he was wearing uh, to show he the cold doesn't affect him. Uh, he was wearing these overalls uh, without a shirt, and uh, yeah, very Wisconsin. Uh, you know, he officially yeah. became somebody tweeted out he officially uh, became a Wisconsin resident with with that. Uh, by the way, Marlo, did you enjoy seeing all the <laughs> camera shots to uh, dudes without their shirts? On? <laughs> no, I didn't. I kept being there's like, a lot of that. There's like there's two questions as of our is one. Why are you showing these people? constantly and two why why like and that you know they this was the first time i think i've seen like on the bottom line where they or the the score tracker where they track the the temperature as well yeah, yeah. Um, it would pop up in blue yeah it'd pop up in blue and then you get these people who had no shirt and like having no shirt on is not a, it's not a new thing but i don't know maybe it's just the older i get i'm like wait why why are you doing that what is the purpose what's the point doesn't show you're tough you're just cold i know you're cold it's cold person next to you is fully he's maybe not fine but at least they got a jacket on they're better than you are i know you're not cool and you're gonna you're gonna regret this tomorrow i know yeah so why why yeah you definitely sound old and i love it uh (laughs) i think i always thought that because i hate being cold and it doesn't make any sense and it's just so funny at wisconsin games with or at uh packer games you know they cut to the guys not wearing shirts or in camo or in blaze orange and it's like that's what they show uh whereas you know in like the world cup games right they always cut to the the hot ladies in the stands (laughs) And it's like this, this is, is what this, this is, is what Wisconsin is. This is football. <laughs> this is football in Wisconsin. Dudes without <laughs> overweight dudes without their shirts on. It's fantastic. Uh, AJ Dillon, one of those dudes now apparently. Um, all right, and I guess last thing I got on this, uh, the Packers had a new signed a new punt returner, David Moore. Uh, and the funniest thing during this game uh, was. Just Packers fans losing their minds on Twitter anytime something disastrous didn't happen <laughs> on a punt return. Because uh, every time, he, like, 
the there was one where he just got away from the ball and everybody's like, "Great job!" <laughs> like that's what you do. Don't get anywhere close to it. And it was it was just hilarious. Uh, but he did have a nice return. I forgot how long it was. Um, but it was their longest punt return in 48 games. Wow, which seems uh, absolutely. And it was like 20 yards. <laughs> it, wasn't even, <laughs> it wasn't even that uh, that impressive. I'm gonna see if I can find it. It was punt returns, 21 yards. Nice. And that was their their longest in 48 games. God, special teams. What a disaster. But better because of David Moore, I guess. That's it. That's all I got. Anything else you got on the Packers-Vikings game? Um, No, that was it. Oh, I have one more thing. Yeah. Why wasn't Mike Zimmer wearing gloves? I don't know. I two Mike Zimmer things. I have that thing. Somebody get him gloves. His nose got really red. That was funny. That wasn't the other thing. And the other one, he was asked after the game if uh, he wanted to see Kellen Mond, who is their, I think he was their third round pick or something, uh, next week. And he just goes, no. <laughs> and they ask, well, and everybody's kind of like confused. <laughs> and they ask why. And he says, I see him every day. <laughs> like, I don't need to see him. I see him every day. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Mike Zimmer. Probably on his way out. Right? Do you yeah. think Mike's... Mm, yeah. Meh. I don't know. What are they going to do? <laughs> I don't know. Get a different coach. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't pay enough attention. Okay. All right. Let's talk about things you do pay attention to. <laughs> the <laughs> Bears. They're on a roll, Marlo. Don't let them in the playoffs. <laughs> do you want to face them now? Um, <laughs> getting hot just, at the just, right time. Just keep every every time I put a quarterback in, that's a W. Don't even worry about it. Just keep rotating the quarterback. Keep rotating quarterbacks. The, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah, the other team can't game plan against you. <laughs> they don't know what quarterback's going to be in there. What the hell? What's going on? Uh, but yeah, yeah. thanks, Mike Glennon. Uh, Mike Glennon revenge game. I didn't know about until the game started <laughs> that he was starting for the Giants. And uh, that made my day because he started off his... Well, I don't know. It wasn't his Giants career, but he came back to Soldier Field the same way he started the Soldier Field with a drop back fumble, <laughs> drop back sack fumble, <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. Um, as it is always to watch Mike Glennon play football, so yeah. that that was fun. Um, but yeah, I know big thing is uh, our big thing to come from the game is Robert Quinn sets the sack Bears sack record for a season. Uh, has now has 18 sacks on the wow. season, um, and it was good to see. It's it's like, well, it's good to see one. It's good to see him get it done in the 16th game and not have to use the 17th game yeah. to get there, because uh, you know I'm old school like that. And then also, it's just another what if. Like, oh man, this great season. What if Khalil was healthy? Healthy? What if Hicks was healthy the whole time? And I know he'd just be a defense with an offense that still can't score. Uh, so. Those were that was that was fine, but yeah, it just made a uh, it was it was okay, it was fine. But now it puts us in the position to finish second in the division. Yeah, with the Vikings coming up on Sunday. It's exciting. So you take take the opportunity that's put in, put in front of you, Casey. All right. I think they should prorate the stats because it's because yeah. like they were showing Cooper Cup's receiving yards and he's like fifth all time, yeah. and. Um, I think he has a chance. I, I think he has a chance to break it next week. Well, obviously he has a chance, but like I think he has a good chance to break it next week. Uh, I don't think it should it shouldn't count. Like just take whatever. Um, oh, what's his name? The Lions wide receiver, Calvin Johnson. Yeah. Just take his and prorate it. It'd be like this is what it would have been over seventeen years, and he has to break that. <laughs> that's what. That's what I would do. Um, what else did I want to say about the Bears? Um, I don't know. Good job, Bears. The Giants are sad. That's what I took away from this game. The Giants, Giants are, are, Giants are sad. Are really sad because even like so the Bears, you know, a disappointing year. You have like you have a bunch of what ifs, right? You have uh, Justin Fields, so you have like a reason to hope, right? You're gonna probably have a new coach. God, I hope. wouldn't it be great if you didn't have a new coach though. It's just a whole nother year. Oh my god! Of Matt Nagy and being oh like, God. Being what if they fired just from, from what if they just forget? On? Yeah, what if they just forget to fire him? 
Oh, you're thinking they're gonna pull a, like like the Dallas did for like years, just forget yeah. the fire, just forget. Face. Like he oh, just keeps shit. showing up. I was supposed to, was supposed to fire him. <laughs> Which you know, <laughs> with, with I mean, I don't know. Like Ryan Pace is just like looking around, making sure no one's looking at him, and he's like, I'm just gonna forget to fire him. Maybe they won't know I'm here. Yeah, doing the same thing in the McCaskies, you could literally just forget. Yeah, you literally, that's what I'm saying just forget. So it's not that crazy. Look, this team's playing for him, Marlo. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> They're not giving up on the season. They're playing for their coach. <laughs> but the Giants are sad. Mike Lennon had 24 yards of passing. 24. He's 4 of 11. <laughs> so I said, <laughs> we paid him $15 million. <laughs> $15 for four games. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. But the Giants, so the Bears have hope. I mean, you can look at some of the other. Like, what are the – Jacksonville has Trevor Lawrence, right? Uh, yeah. The Texans – well, that's complicated. But, like, <laughs> they, complicated. teams have, like, something to look forward to. What do the Giants have to look forward to? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Daniel Jones doesn't isn't the answer. Joe Judge is – I mean, now that Urban Meyer is gone, probably the weirdest coach. Like <laughs> – <laughs> the things he's saying is crazy. Um, but they seem like the decision makers in New York love him, so they're going to keep Joe Judge around, it seems like. They have Saquon Barkley, who's hurt all the time. I don't... It's tough. I don't like where they're at. So there you go. The Giants are sad. Um, other NFL stuff. Bengals beat the Chiefs. Seems impressive, right? Chiefs were up early, and I thought, okay, here we go. The Chiefs are just going <laughs> to – Chiefs are back, right? Yep. And, you know, this is – the Bengals aren't good enough to hang with the Chiefs. It turns out with J- Jamar Chase, they are. <laughs> and again, <laughs> right, I guess uh, with Joe Burrow as well, uh, they came back, won that game 34-31. Very impressive win. And – Wild uh, game. Did you see the celebration? Um, Joe Burrow after the game. Oh, what a, what a guy. What a class he, act. You know, I like his shtick. I think it's great. I love it. I love the attitude. I love the, the, the smugness. It's fantastic. It, I, I can't believe he's still doing it, but he still does that. Uh, Bengals beat the Chiefs. Uh, other one, uh, Cardinals beat the Cowboys. And let me tell you, Marlon, uh, I, as a Packer fan, I took no pleasure, none whatsoever, in Mike McCarthy not having a timeout to challenge that fumble. <laughs> No, no pleasure, pleasure was it whatsoever. None, not even for the good of the game. One of the most Mike McCarthy things ever is just not having, <laughs> being prepared or having a timeout in that sort of situation. Um, and it happened. And it, it live, I was like, no way that's a fumble. Because it didn't look like one. And I can see why the officials uh, spotted him or, or called him down. But then on replay, oh, yeah, it was for sure a fumble. And they lost because of it. And that's hilarious. I mean, no pleasure. No pleasure. Zero. Zero pleasure. Uh, and last thing, or not last thing. There's another thing down there. Uh, I was looking at the playoff breakdown or, or whatever. Are there a lot of 12-win teams in the NFC? Like, th- there's four. There's four? Isn't, isn't that a lot? Um, I don't know. You stat department. I feel like, well, I guess in the NFC, that is kind of a lot. But in one conference, because oh, there's only three. Uh, okay, regardless. Okay, there's a 13 win team, two 12, because the season would end normally, right after yeah. 16 games. So there's a 13, two 12s, and two 11s. And I, that just seems like a lot to me. Like there, it's like uh, slanted to higher win teams because. I always felt like, hey, 10 and 6, like you're got a good chance to win a division. That's just not happening this year. It seems like a lot of a lot of high win teams. Maybe I'm overthinking it. But it seems like a lot. All right, there we go. I was looking at the standings instead of the schedule on that one. Ah, uh, yeah. All right, last one. Well, most interesting? Bizarre? Most bizarre for bizarre. sure. Antonio Brown. Uh, just quits on his team. What? Marla, walk me through what, what happened because I still don't I still don't know. Antonio Brown on the sideline. Antonio Brown at some point in his head said, F it. 
Antonio Brown decides to strip. Antonio Brown then decides to do jumping jacks in the end zone while game is still going on. <laughs> Antonio Brown out. <laughs> I don't know. There was, it was it was still that's I don't know. You could I don't. Did you watch the full? There's like one floating out there of a cell phone video. Someone watched the complete meltdown. Have you seen that? No. Yeah, I, and then because the, the cameras just like the TV cameras just got him like doing the jumping jack and stuff. But yeah. It looked like from there, like Evans was talking to him, like trying to calm him down. And then Evans walked away, but he was kind of like, okay, by himself. And all of a sudden, just tries to take his pads off, which was funny because it did struggle. Uh, <laughs> and then he's throwing the rest of his clothes into the stands. And um, I don't know. It was strange. It's, you know, it is Antonio Brown. He kind of does strange things. Uh, but that was probably the most, I don't know, what are the most bizarre like in-game things from a player seen in a long time. Oh yeah, I I struggled to think of anything that would be more bizarre. Uh, the timing was extremely costly for him too. Marl, I saw this on the Twitter. Um, he needed eight more catches to mm. all of these to unlock three hundred thirty-three thousand uh, dollars. Eight more catches, fifty-five more receiving yards, and one more touchdown. If he accomplishes those three things, he would have gotten a million dollars. He will not accomplish those because no, he, he won't. is no longer. Wonder, you a think they'd take me in? I think I could get the three hundred thousand, and I'll take it. I mean, yeah, yeah, you, you could do it. All right, I, think, yeah. I don't know. I'll ask. What's up, I'll, what's up Tom? Tom yeah. Is it eight? You said eight catches, eight catches, fifty-five oh, yards, and one touchdown. <sighs> That's a lot of catches. Have you like dressed up as I, Antonio Brown? Well, just yeah, out there in an Antonio Brown Antonio Brown, and just hey, man, we're just gonna run the. Uh, Two step off the off the line and you throw yeah. it to me. A lot of bubble screens. A lot of bubble screens. It's a lot of hits, but I'll take it for three hundred thirty. He's a weird guy. I don't He's know. Definitely a weird guy. Tom Brady uh, asked for compassion for him. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. Bruce Arian, not so much. <laughs> Bruce Arian's not uh, <laughs> on the same page there. No. I guess, you know, as a human, as you know, you should have compassion for him, I suppose, but yeah. maybe not in, a, in, in any football capacity. Yeah. All right. That God, bizarre. Uh, I, I keep thinking like, oh, we'll find out more or here. But I don't know if there is anything more to come out of it. Like, nah, uh, I, think it's like I, I think it's like if there's some my mind just wants to make sense out of it. <laughs> And it can't because it doesn't make sense. It's so illogical. All right. Let's go ahead to next week, uh, Marlo. Uh, week 18, first one ever. Record-breaking. It's one more game, but it just makes it feel so much lo- Like, the season feels so much longer. And uh, it just must be a mental thing that the one game is making it seem that way. But um, <clears throat> the most significant game is the Sunday night football game. Uh, Los Angeles versus Las Vegas, the Chargers versus the Raiders uh, for a spot in the playoffs. Everything else is, uh, I think, seeding at this point. At least that's the one with direct results. Um, anything else that jumps out to you that uh, you want to talk about on the schedule? Um, like Dallas, Philadelphia is for seeding, but I think both of those teams are in i think the saints can still get in it's like saints or niners and let me tell you i would much rather even though they beat the pants off the packers in week one i would much rather face uh the saints in the playoffs than the niners yeah i don't know i need my guy with the board to tell me all my scenarios oh we'll get a board Um, yeah so i don't know we have football and we have saturday football too so. You, oh, I, I forgot to over. We do have Saturday football: Kansas City, Denver on Saturday, Dallas, Philadelphia. Uh, should, that would be an interesting one. And of course, on Sunday, uh, Chicago, Minnesota are playing for second place yeah. in the NFC North. That's so that's right. big. That's huge. That's big. That's huge. Green Bay plays Detroit, and a mean, what is a meaningless game to Roger Green Bay? Uh, probably not. So this is going to take two full weeks off. Two full weeks. Ooh. Yeah, that's rough. I mean. Rusty, saw what it, saw what it did to the Badgers basketball team, right? <laughs> um, there was a stat out there that teams that rest the last week of the season are something like eleven and thirteen in the next game that they play, mm. whereas uh, teams that don't have a better record than eleven and thirteen. So 
there you go. There's there that. There's um, that. That I didn't even like enough to actually like it on the Twitter, but I just saw it. Um, saddest game of the week, uh, Washington uh, versus New York, just because New York is really sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but looking at this here, it looks like we can get tickets as low as $8 to New York Buffalo. You want to go? Yeah, for sure. We'll definitely. go. Definitely. It, it, we, and we will definitely not wear shirts. <laughs> no, no shirts allowed. Orchard Park. Yeah, we gotta show how tough, how tough we are. And that's literally the only way to do it. Not wearing a shirt in what will probably be very cold weather while jumping through tables. <laughs> I forgot about the tables. Yep, definitely gonna jump through tables. All right. Anything else? Any other football? NFL? I think, I think that uh, that is it. That is it. Oh, uh, John Madden passed away. That was really sad. Oh, how do we even get this far? Yeah, some good, uh, some really good tributes. Al Michaels had a really good tribute on Sunday night. Um, yeah, it was I don't want to say out of nowhere because he was what eighty eight something like that. Um, but I think the thing that I obviously you know what we grew up with him as the football announcer, right? Uh, and I guess, as far as tributes go, I, I, there are much better ones than I guess whatever this is going to be. Uh, but I guess he was kind of our introduction to football and was the voice of football growing up and then obviously grew up with Madden, the game. Uh, so I, it's hard to imagine, uh, like just when I think of childhood football, John Madden is incredibly intertwined with that and obviously an icon of the game uh, and will be missed. But I think the coolest thing for me in his story is he just said, no, I'm done, and just walked away and then was like, not gone like in in like a like a hermit way or anything but like didn't need it it didn't have to have it or whatever you know the fame or or whatever and i that yeah i have so much respect for that and i think with all he accomplished the ability to just be like okay i did it would have to be such a cool feeling uh that i hope to aspire to someday uh and that he did that is is is, i think the thing that i will take away from him the most so john man all right awesome Awesome. All right. That's it, football. What everyone's been waiting for since the new year, since since the ball dropped. The first corner kick of 2022, America's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. My wife asked me this during uh, Uh-oh. the Don't ball drop. Sentence. She goes, what, uh, what do they do with the balls when they're done? <laughs> Where do they go? They just put, throw them away? Does she want one? Is he asking for one? No, I don't. Well, maybe I'll keep that in the back of mind for Christmas gift next year. <laughs> the 2022 ball drop ball. But, Merry Christmas. <laughs> because they don't, they don't reuse it, right? It's a different ball every year that drops, right? I, I believe so. I believe so. Maybe it's the same one. I don't know. What do they do with it? Does it just know. sit in a warehouse somewhere? Anyway, important questions. As we try to stay up to I want these answered. Yeah. All right. Uh, corner kick. <laughs> uh, Liverpool played Chelsea uh, yesterday um, in a very big game, a game that both needed to win to stay in the title race. And Marlowe, I missed it <laughs> because of aforementioned snow. I was out shoveling and then uh, sledding with the kids. So am I even really a fan at this point? <laughs> No, just I get, a guy who loves the sled. Just getting uh, my fan card revoked, I think. Uh, I do like sledding. It was a lot of fun. But I've never been skiing. I should probably do that. Mm. Yeah, I should do that before you get too old. Yeah. I'm, I'm convinced I'm going to blow out a knee. I don't think that happens very often. But no, uh, unless you run into a tree. Well, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> I'm not going to go. We did sled really close to a tree. We didn't hit it, but... The path started, you know, as you kind of go down. The, yeah. Anyway, sledding, a lot of fun. I liked it. Uh, but I did that instead of watching this game. I did catch, I guess, stoppage time, essentially, to see it end in a tie. And it was apparently a pretty entertaining first half. Uh, but as I mentioned, it was a must, essentially a must win. It's very early in the season, but um, Man City is kind of running away with, uh, with this uh, season. Uh, they're now nine points ahead of Chelsea, ten points ahead of Liverpool. Liverpool does have a game in hand, so best case, uh, Liverpool is seven points back, and 
the way Chelsea, uh, City's playing, pretty much have it wrapped up, which kind of sucks. Uh, so, a missed opportunity, I guess, for both teams resulting in, in that draw. Uh, next week, Liverpool has two games, uh, neither of them Premier League games. They play uh, Thursday it, against Arsenal in the Carabao Cup, and then Sunday against Shrewsbury Town in the FA Cup. And then, I guess, other things of note, two U.S. men's national teams players are on the move. Uh, Pepe is on the move to Augsburg, and uh, DK is on the move to West Brom. So, two uh, U.S. men's national team players uh, making the move from MLS to European leagues, uh, one uh, in England and one in Germany. But uh, I I think just shows... Uh, European teams looking to get American players, and I think it's good for the national team to have these players going to more competitive leagues than just staying in the MLS, because I think that's kind of been it, an inhibition to uh, our success at an international level. So there we go. Oh, also Manchester City or Manchester United, excuse me, lost to Wolves. That was funny. Ha ha. Ha ha. There we go. Corner kick. All right. There's the corner kick. Uh, do we have any throw-ins? Throw-ins this week? I Kyrie's going to play basketball, possibly. Yeah. Uh, there's that. And... Bucks have won like six in a row. Nice. The Bucks so are that's, back. That's cool. Uh, they're one game back a year of Chicago Bulls. Oof. So, there we go. There it is. All right. I think that's it. I don't have any other throw-ins. All right. All right, sounds That's good. It. That's it. That's it for this week. That's all I got. As always, you can find us on Twitter at 132Breeze, myself at MarloJR, Casey at ProfBadgerFan, which reminded me, I just chuckled because I was trying to see if you if you bought your commemorative com- T-shirt yeah. of the uh, Badger Championships. Yet. The bad, yeah, the, <laughs> what a 12-month run it's been. Uh, I've not bought it yet. Uh, I... I don't know. It's a funny joke right now, but I don't know if it will be. <laughs> What's the in, up? in like yeah in like a month when it shows up, and then yeah. I'm like, oh, I have another Badger T-shirt. <laughs> Great. All right. And it's twenty dollars. That seems like a lot for a T-shirt. That's a lot. That's a lot. I'll, I got a guy. Um, All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's it for me, Casey. You got any last words? Uh, well, until next time, fellow fans. I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports.